people of Earth, we have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. Craig, today we have a special guest with us, Walter Nussbaum, who's president of the Nussbaum Group out of Dallas, Texas. And Walter is both an author and he's a very sought after speaker too in the area of leadership development and driving employees to the next highest level and to help shape the culture with which they work. Uh, two of the books that Walter has, uh, one book, uh, he is the primary author, which is Do You Have What It Takes? Uh, and then the second book, he is a co-author with one of the former guests we had a couple months ago, Darren Martin. And Darren Martin and Walter wrote the book, The Sink. And the subtitle of it is The Radical Transformation with One Small Change. So I'm looking forward to today. Uh, again, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you know I've had the opportunity to work with Walter uh, and uh, being on the same speaking circuit with him. Uh, he's a great guy and he's very insightful and I'm sure he's going to give us a lot of good things to talk about. So let me introduce Walter Nussbaum. All right. So today's guest, Walter Nussbaum. Walter, how are you today? Man, it's so good to be with you guys. I'm doing great today. Thanks. Fantastic. How are things in Dallas? You know, Dallas is good, man. Texas is good. You, you know that. Except for your Cowboys, right? <laughs> <laughs> man. First shot below the belt already. <laughs> That's right. I'm a Giant fan, so I'm right in that boat with you. We won our second game yesterday. Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're both struggling together. Yeah, yeah. It, it's tough. It's tough. So, uh, well, Walter, what we wanted to bring you on to talk about was leadership. And Craig and I, over the, you know, since COVID, and you've experienced this as well, leadership has really become a very big issue because you've got these people who are literally managing remote teams. And it's really, one, it's identified the inefficiencies uh, that people have in their leadership skills that they may have not been they didn't know existed. They weren't aware that they had those deficiencies. But I think by being in this virtual world, it really has pulled that out. And Craig and I have talked about several times on, you know, dealing more with coaching your people. And now that you can't just run by somebody's cubicle, stick your head in and go, hey, you know, and give them a little pep talk. You got to make the time to schedule the call. And it's almost like that, an annual review type call. Let me tell you what I saw. Let me see what we can do. And so I think it's really tested leadership. And as Craig and I have talked uh, when we talked about bringing you on to the show is that you come to leadership from a totally different perspective. You don't get into the, into the Covey or the Blanchard, you know, here's a formula, you know, part A and part B and part C. And in fact, in, in your recent book, do you have what it takes? You've just got an acronym, VICTORY. And so talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, victory is this really interesting model. I think most people probably either have it on their shelf, do, um, seven habits of highly effective people, or right. they've read it, one or the other. Most have it on their shelf and haven't read it. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, because I know you've read it, it's, it's a brilliant book. It's very insightful on these seven habits. And so a number of years ago, I was asked to deliver a presentation, and they asked me to speak about what have I found to be the most successful traits of successful people, and organizations. And so I came up with this concept of victory. And so real simply, the V stands for vision, right? You got to know where you're going. You got to be clear on it. I stands for initiative. You got to be willing to do the work. 
take, you know, take that first step, overcome inertia. C stands for character. You got to have the character to do the hard things over the easy things. T stands for time management. You got to be spending your time on the most important things. O is optimism. You have to have a resilient spirit to overcome the setbacks and struggles. R is relationship skills. You got to be great with people. And then Y stands for yearning. You got to have this kind of fire in the belly to really want it because when willpower starts running out, you got to have another gear to really be able to endure and persevere through the difficult times. Sure. And, so and, that's the model. Yeah. And, and definitely perseverance is important here. Yeah. Yeah. No good. doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know, the thing that really sets it up is what I've learned. Uh, and tell me if you guys agree with this, but I, I've thought a lot about core values for leaders. And I've always asked myself, is there a fundamental core value that truly is the, the foundational core value? And this is what I've determined. And again, I'm, I'm open to people disagreeing with you, but I've, I really am beginning to believe that the core value of all great leadership has got to be continuous improvement. That if you don't start at that point of, I'm always willing to keep improving my integrity, my work ethic, my personal growth and development, to keep improving my vision. If I don't start off as a foundation with continuous improvement, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fall back and I'm gonna now eventually kind of coast. And yeah. I'm gonna say, you know what, this is good enough. There's no need to keep raising the bar for myself. And I think that's an epidemic today among leadership and in our society today. And, and I think a lot of leaders today too, and Craig, you and I know with all of your coaching, you experience this too. Sometimes you get people who they don't, they don't want to become vulnerable or make themselves vulnerable by saying, I'm learning. And so many leaders will not tell people I'm learning or I'm continue, continuous improvement to me is, is continuing to learn. I mean, you, if you're static, you're a dinosaur. Uh, and so, but I think a lot of leaders have a hard time admitting that they are learning because of the ego. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And where do you, where do you kind of see Walter you know, if you're talking to clients you coach and you work with, how, what kind of personal development things, professional development things is it? Is it a book a month? Is it classes? You know, where do you see the best ways for them to kind of start to continue to grow? Because you can kind of after you work hard when you're first a leader, you read lots of books, you study really hard. And then just like salespeople, they start to figure, well, I got this. And that's when everything starts to trail off. So how do you kind of work with your leaders to kind of work on that continuous improvement? Yeah, well, I think we probably will, will all start off with a basic discovery session, right? You kind of have to yeah. look at the, each individual as an individual. And then what I do is I don't look at strengths and weaknesses. I look at strengths and liabilities. Because to me, we all have weaknesses, but not all weaknesses are a liability. They just are weaknesses because we all have our limitations. But if you have a liability, that's going to be hurting you. That's going to be costing you value in the marketplace. So when I do these discoveries on the front end, I look at what are the strengths that are gonna be able to be leveraged for your future success and what are your liabilities that are gonna be the anchor that's, that's slowing you down and hurting you in your ability to continue to move forward, right? So that's my first step. And so each person is different. And as soon as I'm able to identify what those are, then we create a very tailor-made plan for micro advancements, right? So it's not like, mm -hmm. hey, we're gonna read a book a month because you know, you guys know this, that's a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. You know, a book a month is a lot for you and me, for us, that's just what we do. But for a lot of people, that's too much. And so I like to create little micro growth of um, uh, kind of markers for them 
that they can see the slow success of improving in certain key areas of their life that are really tailored to the outcomes that they want. Love it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. No, it's always, what's that old, the old saying by the inch is a cinch by the yard. It's hard. And a mm. lot of times I think people actually try to, why are you laughing at me, Craig? <laughs> Just, <laughs> is that one of those seventies leadership books you keep pulling out, Lou? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> talk about a blow below the belt, Walter. I think I just got a shot below the belt there. <laughs> I, think, Lou, I think I read that in Dr. Seuss once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting it from both ends here. Look at this. I can't believe it. Okay. Well, I'm done. <laughs> no. What you just but but re really, I, it's it's something that that I learned early on. Yes, probably you know back in the seventies. But I, I even taught it to my kids because it, it, why try to tackle the mountain all at once? Because you get frustrated when you can't get to the top quickly. But as you said, those micro learnings, Walter, that you're doing just a little bit and you can progress over a period of time, as opposed to standing at the bottom of the learning mountain and looking at the top and and saying, I'm never going to get there. And, but to go to it gradually. Yeah, 100%. Well, and the phrase that you just used, you know, get to the top, you know, there's a metaphor that I like to use, and it comes from uh, a word that we all know this word. It sounds like a bad word, but it's the word mediocre. And mediocre literally in Latin, uh, it's fascinating etymology. Mediocre literally means middle, which is medi, like we get the word medium. Right. Medi and then okre. And okre in Latin means mountain. And mediocre means middle of the mountain. And it was create this word was created to describe a type of person who looks at a mountain and says, I want to get to the top. They get to the middle. They look out over the view. And what do they say? I made it. <laughs> well, they say, I can't wait to get to, I can't wait to get higher probably. Well, if they're mediocre, they're saying. Am I messing this analogy up for you entirely? Little, little, <laughs> no, what they're saying is they get to the middle and they say, this is good enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the mediocre person. Yeah. It's, it's not a mediocre person. Isn't a person that's lazy and hasn't done anything. Right. This is a person who does just enough and it becomes good enough. So suddenly mediocre people have mediocre health. Their health is good enough. Their relationships are good enough. Their finances are good enough. They always want to get to the summit, but they're not willing to do the work that requires to go from the middle to get to the top. Right. right? And that person that's willing to do that work, they end up kind of taking on this concept that I love to talk about. It's a Greek word called arete. Right. Right. And arete is a Greek word that means excellence. And so the difference between the mediocre person, which is the majority, unfortunately, of people that are going through life, and the people who achieve arate, the difference is the amount of work and dedication they're willing to put in through continuous improvement in every area of their life. Okay. Wow. That's, yeah. I was actually just going to go there when we were talking about mediocrity and the, how that came around to arate. What, what is it, can you learn to go from mediocre to that arate concept? Is it, is it something that, you know, you said a lot of people kind of end up in that, that middle space, which is good enough, but is that got to come from themselves or can people kind of come to a change of heart over time with, with good coaching and other things? Yeah, Craig, that's a great question. I take what's called the classical model on that. So the answer is yes, you can, but here's what the classical model has taught for well over a thousand years. And that is this, in order to go from 
the middle of the mountain to Arate, to the top, there's three things that are required. Number one, there's gotta be the perceivable value. If I don't really see the perceivable value in that, I'm not going to expend the energy to get there. And so when you guys, when we're all doing our coaching, we have got to be really good at demonstrating to people the value of why we're trying to get them to think or, or do what it is that we know is in their best interest to think or do. Otherwise, it's gonna be very short-lived, right? So number one, there's gotta be a real clear value to the thing in itself. The second thing is that the classes has taught was there, you've got to have a model. You've got to have somebody that's either a mentor, someone in your life, someone that, and if they're not in your life, someone that you respect, right? It's the athlete who, who follows a, a professional athlete and just knows all of his stats, watches all of her games, watches everything about them, right? And they're like a model to them. And so you've got to have a model that you so follow that they inspire you to want to be the best that you can be. So that's the second one. And then the third one is you finally just have to do the thing. That's where the will comes in. So if I value it, I've got a model that inspires me and I begin doing the work. What happens is the heart begins to orientate itself towards Arate, right? Mm -hmm. And what, that's what has to happen. The heart has to change. The heart has to go from being just good enough and content to desirous of greater things for myself. And the heart will orientate itself based on those three things. And, and I love that because that's as a leader and people in leadership roles, that's not only doing that for you, when you can do that for you, that helps you pull the whole team along with you. When they mm -hmm. see you making those kinds of leaps, that's what you're asking them to come along on a similar journey. I love that idea. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. You become that second part of that trifold equation, yeah. right? You become that model for them and they go, man, look at the way Craig is doing his life. Look at the way Lou's doing his life. I want to be more like them, right? So they begin to watch the way you do life. They see what you're reading. They see what you talk about. And suddenly it begins to have an effect on them. As long as they see the value in it, and then they see you doing the work and inspiring them, then if they begin to actually do it, over time, they will become like you. Love it. Yeah. Let me uh, just uh, one quick question here, and we'll see if it's quick. When you're coaching with someone and you've seen that they're at that mediocre plateau of climbing the mountain, is, is there a common thread or is there something that you can tug and pull on that kicks them up to that Arate level? Well, when I do get to that place, if I see somebody that truly is just stuck, Right. which is kind of what you're describing, this kind yeah. of feeling of stuckness that a lot of people get into. Really, the only thing you can do, and again, we can't do it for them, but the only thing you can really do is you can increase the implications of stuckness to them. In other words, if you can increase the heat and let them know what the consequences are to their stuckness, to them not doing anything to continue to advance the ball, right. then you might have a chance at motivating them through the implications of future pain or disappointment or, or whatever, that might work for them. Sometimes people try to throw the carrots at them to try to get, you know, but a lot of times the carrots, unless the carrot is truly, truly worthwhile, the carrot to me is not a great way to motivate people. Right. It has to be an intrinsic motivator. The you're extrinsic you're motivator. Reading, you're reading my mind. Intrinsic Do you agree with that? Extrinsic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the extrinsic motivators have a short-term benefit but they don't create sustainability. Right. But when you can, that's why I talked a minute ago about the heart. When you can truly find the intrinsic motivator, 
that, that captures their heart. And to me, that's where powerful coaching comes in. It's not like you said earlier, somebody comes up and I've got my canned coaching approach and here we go. Yeah. You've got to be able to connect with that person where they look at you and there is a way that you resonate with their heart and they go, he speaks into me. He's, he has an ability to understand me in a way that others don't. And now you have an ability to truly begin to reshape or reorient the heart that's stuck. Right. Right. And, and that's one of the things, you know, in, in full disclosure here, Craig, you know, Walter and I have worked together, uh, served on a faculty for a, a large uh, consulting firm, uh, and we'd see each other almost once a month. <laughs> awesome. haven't, haven't seen you in a year. Uh, but uh, I, I, always, I was always, always would like to sit down with Walter because Walter would ask questions that it would literally, I would never think of asking someone. And Walter, I don't know if you remember, but you and I were having dinner one night while we were down uh, in Orlando uh, with this client. And you said, what book have you read recently where you found something that you've implemented into the way you live? Mm. And I just looked at you like I was stupid. And I just was like, what? <laughs> and I really had to think about, did I, out of all of the reading that I do, have I taken one thing and actually put it into action in my life? And so now one of the things, whenever I read a book, I, I go with the Walter Nussbaum approach. Mm. What can I get out of here that I can put into action into my life immediately? That and means, Lou, that means a lot to me. I really appreciate you sharing that because that is one of my uh, objectives as a friend, as a leader, as a colleague with people is what role can I play in people's lives to help them keep raising the bar. And that's the role we all play. Right. And, uh, and I've got the same thing. Every book that I read, I actually have this thing where at the top of every page, when I finish it, I write the one thing at the top of that page that I just read. That's my takeaway. I'm always trying to find what is the nugget, right? And if I can find that nugget in that book that I can begin implementing right away, then it was worth my time reading that book. Right. Otherwise, right. what's the point, right? You read the book. Okay. Yeah, I read it but how has it really impacted me in a real practical way? Sure. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like a good example is this book right here. I'm actually reading this, this for uh, the second time. Have you guys had a chance to read this yet? So this is a, it's a called anti-fragile okay. by Nicholas Taleb. This thing is just a, it's a incredibly profound book, but the, the subtitle is things that gain from disorder. And as you read through the book, it's very, very rich and deep and thoughtful. But the essence of the book is that, disruption, chaos, and disorder are the preconditions for growth and breakthrough. And that when you really begin to realize how that's true in nature, how that's true in biology, how that's true in every area of life, then you realize, man, what we're going through right now as a country, even though people think it's, it's frightening, um, the reality is that the disorder, the disruption, the chaos we're all going through is actually the conditions to make us better. And that's a great takeaway. That's a big idea to take away in life, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. 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 It, it, that, well, I mean, mine was how can, you know, take a bushel of lemons and make a martini. Uh, that sounds about the same way. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, at this point, Walter, what we do is we go through some key takeaways. Craig, why don't you kick us off here and tell us uh, from our discussion we've had with Walter, what's your key takeaway on leadership? 
Well, I, I think what it would, my key takeaway one, actually the, the definition of mediocre is fascinating. I had no idea that was the background of that word. And I was an English major back in the day. So it shows how good that was. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, I think over the weekend, I was reading through a thread in a group on Facebook where people were debating the merits and value of coaching. And I, the, what I think you speak to is what I was trying to communicate in that thread was how coaching for a leader is really touching that inner part of the coach and helping them find that fire within themselves to start that process to grow and move forward. And that, to me, is really the essence of coaching is to, to be able to go deep with people like that. And clearly, that's something that you, through, through the book you've read, through the concepts you've come, you know, really thought through, that's what I'm going to take away from it is just to continue to remember that, you know, the coaching role for a leader for leaders is that transformational journey to kind of help them get to the next level. They were on where they want to be. Yeah. No, my, my key takeaway, Walter, I, I think I, I'm going to follow up on the first lesson you gave me that I mentioned. Okay. And that is from now on, when I read a book, when I get done with that page, I'm going to write down the most important part of what, what stuck out uh, that I can then go ahead and implement. And so that this way, um, well, when I get done, Craig, with all my books, I'll give them to you because then you'll like it because you can just go through real quick. Cliff notes. <laughs> be cliff notes. Blue <laughs> notes. Yeah, the blue blue notes. Notes. exactly. But I think that's a good key takeaway for anybody because, you know, we all, particularly in Zoom meetings, we've got the books in back of us over here and people go, ooh, they must read a lot. But as you said earlier, Walter, sometimes people just have them on their shelves. Yeah. And so even if you're not reading the entire book and you just find three chapters that, you know, that the title grabs you, read through those and take down that note at the top of the page and you'll, that you can say, I want to start implementing this. Yeah, it's a lot like, uh, it's, there's two ways to read a book. There's either you read a book where you go through the book or there's a way to read the book where the book goes through you. Right. And when you can begin reading books where they go through you, then you begin to walk away with real gems from right. people who have achieved far more than we have. So, yeah. you know, the thing I like about you guys, just and I know maybe we're kind of running out of time here, but the thing I love about you guys, honestly, is that um, I've not seen a personality profile of either one of you guys, but you guys are obviously very different, which is why you guys probably have a great synergy together. And yet both of you, with the difference that you have, have your own real uh, power to connect with people. Lou, I know that about you because you right off the bat, everybody connects with you right off the bat. I just met Craig for the Sometimes first time. Sometimes the wrong people connect with me right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> There's therapy for that, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I just met Craig for the first time here and just listening to Craig, I can see a real um, depth to Craig that's very unique and very different. He's a very reflective mm -hmm. person and, I, and you can just see it. And the point though is, it doesn't, there's no one personality that can be a dynamic, amazing coach. You can take the gifts that you have, Lou. Craig can take the gifts that he has and who he is. I can take who I am. It's just a dedication to want to be a great coach and the willing, like you guys said, to go deep with, with the client. Okay. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, Walter, thanks for joining us today. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, well, you can go to my website, which is uh, the Nussbaum Group. I'll spell it. So it's the, and then N-U-S-B-A-U-M group.com. That's my website. And you can connect with me through email there. And then I've got a podcast called um, The Arete Way, A-R-E-T-E, -E, The Arete Way. And it's a podcast that we started in, uh, during COVID. And 
been a lot of fun. So that's how and they you, that. And you post that on LinkedIn, right? I do that on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Spotify, yeah. Okay, all right, fantastic. fantastic. All right, well, Walter, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being with us, and hopefully all of our listeners have gotten some great stuff. And again, if you want to get in touch with Walter, we'll go ahead and put his name down here at the bottom of the screen, and feel free to get in touch with him. Again, Walter, Thank thanks. Great much. to see you again. Thank you Thank very you. much. Bye-bye. That was a great interview. Thanks for inviting Walter onto the show, Lou. Sure. Well, I, I did it for two reasons. One, because I know he's uh, a person who's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to leadership. But second of all, I haven't seen Walter in over a year <laughs> since, we've, since we've gone into shelter. I mean, he and I are both doing our own things on webinars. So it was good to see him again. Yeah, no, great, great content. I hope everybody enjoyed it. If you found some, some value in it, please like, share it with some of your friends, and then subscribe so that, to the podcast so you can get all of our future episodes. We are also available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so check us out there. We are all over the world on that podcast right now, aren't we, Lou? Absolutely. Very good. Well, until next time, I'm Craig Anderson. And keep your hands washed, keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto.